You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Today we hope to finish God's winning team, uh, part eight. Um, how many of us were at the conference? Lift up your hands. Let me see. Lift up your hands. Okay, rise up, those of you who were at the conference. Okay. All right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. For Steve, twenty-four. Minister Neat, twenty-five. Minister Mary, twenty-six. Who else? Um, Louisa. 27, Gabriel, 28, Joshua, 29, okay, I've seen, he's here already, I've counted him, 29, so out of a church of about 100 and something, we had only 29 attending the conference. MD 30. Okay. So, take your seats. So, the rest of you, what were you doing? What were you doing? We do everything together. Praise God. We do everything together. You're going to see it in my teaching today. 
As a matter of fact, you remember that I started the year with that <clears throat> we do everything together, right? Right? Yes. Uh, before the conference, I spoke <clears throat> to the fact that God is going to speak to us concerning what I've already been teaching you regarding our purpose here on earth and we being enrolled in his army, <clears throat> in his team. Praise God. And for all of us, you can realize that God specifically spoke to us regarding that. Amen. And we found so much clarity that from Genesis through, that is God's purpose for us. Amen. Yes. And it was such a joy. And it was my wish as a pastor, <clears throat> or as your pastor, that all of us will be there so that we would hear this together. Um, I think when I started the Ephesians, I spoke to us that I should have started from the beginning. You remember that. Yes, and that. But I spoke to us about what the theme is and then continued with the spiritual warfare. Can you see the spiritual warfare? Okay. So, uh, the most important <clears throat> growth, I will be speaking to it, of a church, the most significant growth is to grow together. The most significant growth is to grow together. You know, we can grow, listen very carefully, we can grow numerically and still grow apart. Yeah. And sometimes we can even grow spiritually and still grow apart. That's where you see people using their spirituality to bully what? Others. <laughs> okay. But, so let me give you an example. You know that in your body, can you imagine your body not growing together? No, can you imagine that all of a sudden your head eh, grows bigger than the rest of the body? Or your fingers now begin to grow bigger than your, your hand? So you see that the body must grow what? body must grow together. Okay. So it is <clears throat> the significant part of this calling that when we are called into God's team, we are expected to be in one accord. Amen. 
we are expected to be one accord. One of the major challenges of Bible study is just to pick scriptures randomly and interpret them without looking at the patterns. And I've always said to, <clears throat> to us that if you want to accurately interpret the word in the way that, we would, that would bring out God's very intent, we must never shy away from motives in scripture. And that's why if you read 2 Corinthians 13, 1, Deuteronomy 17, 6, 1 Timothy 5, 19, 20, you would see all of them telling us that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a word is what? It's established. Okay, and that's how scriptural patterns are developed to accept spiritual truths or scriptural truths. Okay, so it's very important. Let me mention them again. 1 Corinthians 14, 9, 2 Corinthians 13, 1, Deuteronomy 17, 6, 1 Timothy 19, and 20. Okay, so we looked last week at certain people within the church that divide the church, they divide the team, and we saw them featuring in all the actors of God's grace within dispensations. We, we saw them always trying to divide the team at one point in time or the other. So, one of the patterns you realize is that, look at Genesis 2, 8 and 15. The Lord, planted, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Is that very clear? He put the man whom he had formed. He put the whom he had formed. All right. Okay. So, look at the 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to be what? To tend and to what? To tend and what? So can you see that they've been enrolled, yeah? The man there is not Ish or Aisha. It's mankind, Hadama. Mankind, mankind. Is that very clear? And these were the only two, Adam and who? Eve. Is that very clear? Now, look at what is going to happen in Genesis 3. Genesis 3, 1 to 6. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. Which the Lord God had made. Hello? Now, man was supposed to have dominion over. Is that very clear? Now, man is now listening to who? Are you getting it now? Forget about the devil in the serpent. But whichever form Moses spoke about the enemy, what it is is that man was supposed to have what? Dominion. Is that very clear? All right. Let's continue. He says, 
And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not what? Eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat. Nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Now look at the progression of the discourse. The progression of the discourse. First, he would ask a question. As if, okay, his, his intentions are good. Number two, when she answered, now she came in with what God had not said. God never told them not to touch it. He, he added it. Making it seem like what God was asking them to do was a bondage. Can you see like an Absalom? Can you see like a Korah? Can you see, are you getting it? Okay? Alexander the coppersmith. Can you see? You can see that it's, it's the same thing. Then he will graduate it and said, well, whether he said don't touch it or don't eat it, now I tell you on authority, you will not die. So now he becomes the award authority. He becomes their authority. Then, how would he establish his authority? Watch this. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like him, God. Knowing good and what? Evil. So right now, he says, God is sabotaging you. He's just putting you in a place so that you won't grow. He's trying to control you. Hey, are you here with me? Yeah. He's just trying to control you. He's, God is just manipulating you. That's why he's giving you this law. He's manipulating you. You don't know him. He's afraid that the day you eat, you be at the same standard with him. At the same standard. So he's just trying to just do some things and then, and then put you somewhere so that you not come near. Can't you see it? Can't you see it? Can't you see it? All this He's just planning. Don't mind him. So, next. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, how did he begin to see? The worst of the enemy gave him another eye. The words of the enemy gave he, her another word. All along, she's been seeing it. It didn't look pleasant. What changed? 
words. We're going to go to next week. We're starting words and access. Words. We are products of influence. One member of the team <laughs> have been what? Influenced. So, what happened? She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. The devil influenced her. She did not believe. She saw. She, how would he, she would narrate the thing the same way? He's fooling us. This thing you call God has put us here and giving us something just to tame us, just to make us useless, hopeless. He knows that, Charlie, we are going to rise to a standard. He's just fooling us. Pastor says, come to church. Come punctual. Listen to his messages. Oh, he's fooling you. He knows that the moment you start opening the Bible by yourself, oh, Charlie, your revelation will be thick. He's just bringing you down. He doesn't want you to rise. Everything he's doing is to manipulate you. You see, when you go, they brainwash you. Brainwash. And then the moment you start listening to them, you start feeding others. Are you here with me? And the eyes of both of them were opened, finished. They knew they were naked. Their eyes were opened, but it was opened to nakedness. Do you remember what happened? The church in Sardius. Huh? The church in Sardius. Do you remember? I read to you. Have you forgotten? Although they were rich, he said they were what? Naked. Poor. Impoverished. So their eyes were rather opened to nakedness. Nakedness. Eyes were open to death. Their eyes were open to sin. Their eyes were open to everything that is opposite of God. So you realize that we spoke and used um, David, Apostle Paul, and then Jesus. As our case study, you see that each of these leaders 
before they would end their work, they will issue certain commands and instructions. Watch this. Look at 1 Kings 2, 5 to 10. Look at 1 Kings 2, 5 to 10. So this is Solomon who was being cautioned or warned by his father David who had ended his reign. And so he was speaking to his son as to what he has to do. And one of the important things he had to tell him, he said, there's something else. You know that Joab, son of Zeruiah, you know what Joab, son of Zeruiah, did to me when he murdered my two army commanders, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jetha. He pretended that it was an act of war, but it was done in a time of peace staining his belt and sandals with innocent blood. Do with him what you think best, but don't let him grow old and go to his grave in peace. Are you here? King David, talking to his son. He's the politician. Abner, Hey, Joab is a politician. If you allow him to grow old, even he and his children will come after you. Are you hearing it? <laughs> Watch what he says. Be kind to the sons of Basileel. Of Gilead, make them permanent guests at your table, for they took care of me when I fled from your brother Absalom. And remember Shimei, son of Gera, a man from Bahuri in Benjamin. He cursed me with a terrible curse as I was fleeing to Mahanam. When he came down to meet me at the Jordan, I swore to the Lord that I would not kill him. But that oath does not make him innocent. Are you getting the point? That oath does not make him what? Innocent. You are a wise man. And you will know how to arrange a bloody death for him. Then David died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of so, you see, I'm not saying go and kill people. We don't kill people, you know that, yes. But, you see, he knows those who are in the kingdom but are a threat to what? The kingdom. Those who are in the team but they are a threat to the team. So he says, if you're going to have a peaceful reign, don't forget that Israel was for God as a nation. Do you know that? Ah, do you know that? Yes, 
So when you become a king of Israel, what it means is that God is using you to govern his word, his nation. So just like the way, I mean, Pastor Chris said, God is using Israel as what? As a case study of how to tend the garden of what? Eden. Just like he's using us today. So that's exactly what David meant. David had established the kingdom. God used David to establish the kingdom. Yet he knows those within that can be a threat to God's establishment. He says, watch them. May you not be one. Oh, may you not be one. Now, look at Apostle Paul. 1 Timothy 1, 18 to 20. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you. Based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier, may they help you fight well in the Lord's battle. So you see how the Old Testament speaks and how the New Testament speaks. Can you see the language? So, the New Testament makes it direct. So, in the epistles, you see the Lord's battle. <laughs> so, it's not physical. Is that very clear? Okay. For some people have deliberate, deliberately violated what? Their consciences, as a result, their faith has been what? Shipwrecked then he will give clear examples. Hymenus and Alexander are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan so they might learn not to blaspheme God. Can you realize that? It is not God that does harm. It is Satan. Are you here with me? Change your theology. Change your theology. You know Jesus said it. Satan cannot harm your spirit. Jesus said it. You remember that? He can only harm your <laughs> So when he says, I deliver them, what it means is that they must be incapacitated so that they don't stop the work. Are you here with me now? Yes. So they don't stop the work. In other words, they can be very dangerous to the team and to the work of the ministry.
2 Timothy 4, 19, 9 to 14. Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me. Because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Christians has gone to Galatia. And Titus has gone to Dalatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come. For he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Kapos at Trias. Also bring my books and especially my papers. 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. But the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him. Be careful of him. For he fought against everything we said. This is Paul's end of ministry. And he told his prodigy, be careful of him. Say, be in one accord. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. John 17, 12 to 15. During my time here, I protected them by the power. He's talking about the apostles, right? Oh, is it the apostles he's talking about? I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that no one was lost except the one headed for destruction. As the scripture foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them. In this world. That they will be filled with my joy. I have given them your word. And the world hates them. Because they do not belong to the world. Just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world. But to keep them safe from the evil one. To keep them what? From the who has taken one? Who has taken one? Look at the 20 to 23. I do not pray for these alone. So now bring yourself into the picture. Now he spoke to them. The 12. Now he's speaking to us. I do not pray for these alone. I do not pray for these alone. You get the drift. But also for those who will what? Believe in me. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you see that? Uh-huh. That they all may be what? They all may be what? They all may be what? That was Jesus' prayer. This prayer is prayer he prayed just before the cross. They may be one. Continue. 
Read together. Go. They will be what? So our oneness is in who? Our oneness is in who? And the glory which you give me, I have what? I have done what? Oh, the glory you gave me, I have what? I have what? I have what? Given them. Mm -hmm. So the glory of the believer, the glory of the saints is evident in their oneness. <laughs> that they may be one. Just as we are what? One. Watch. 23, go. I in them. Mm -hmm. And you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. Good. That what? The world may know that you have sent me. Hey. And have loved them. Say be in one accord. Say be in one accord. Say like you mean, say, be in one accord. Look at the next person and tell them, be in one accord. <laughs> so let's look at the continuation. Jesus has prayed the prayer. Jesus has taught them. If you read John 13. Told them should be one. Wash their feet. Do so unto others as well. Love one another. It's my new commandment to you. So now, Jesus has ascended. Acts 1.14. Acts 1.14. So Luke is reporting. So I told you Luke is like a journalist. Yes. He, just, he will give you the eyewitness what? What is evident for everyone to what? See. He may not give you the revelation of it. But he's telling you this is what we saw. Clear. Go. These are continued with what? Did you see that? Did you see that? So they con, they con, they con, they continued with what? With one accord. Watch this. In what? So the one accord 
runs through everything we do. <laughs> Being in one accord is not just that, oh, we all worship Christ too. No. In Christ, we pray. And we pray in what? One accord. Are you here with me at all? <laughs> this all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. And the names mentioned should tell you that truly there was no division. Because if there was going to be division, it will come from these. That's why Luke to show us the extent of their oneness and togetherness mention their names. Because they could be the pivotal points of division. Mary, the mother of who? Jesus. She submitted to the oneness. And with his brothers, it, is, it has nothing to wait to do with a family member thing. Yeah. As far as we are the family members. Jesus came from my womb. What are you talking about? Go and pray. They were all together there. Under instruction. That's why I said the first and foremost important growth is to grow together. You move to Acts 2 1. 42 and 47. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with. They were all with what? The day of the manifestation and the expression. The baptism of the spirit. They were what? With one accord. With one accord. 42. And they continued what? Steadfastly they continued. They continued. Steadfastly in the apostles doctrine. And what? And what? And what? And breaking of bread. Breaking of bread. Love feast together. And they were praying together. They were meeting together. Praying together. 
sharing the love feast together. Together in doctrine. It was clear, the apostles' doctrine. Ah, do you think that there were no people? If you study church history, there were people who also said they were teaching Christ. So, you see, Luke differentiated by saying these ones who were the disciples of the apostles were following the apostles' word. They were devoted. So, oh, we too, we are going to listen to uh, that man, that no, no, it doesn't. The apostles' doctrine. They should have said that the doctrine of Christ. Then that would have made room for others. That was the problem he faced. Let me listen. You have somebody coming in by all means. Has God not said? Has God said? Has this said? Has ah, past, your pastor said? You Watch this. Then fear came. The fear, the reverence. Reverence. Togetherness brings reverence. It brings reverence. Then reverence came upon every soul. And watch, many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Did you see that? Through who? The apostles. Next, what the 44? Go. Now, all who believed were what? Where they were what? They were what? They were together mm -hmm, and had all things in common. They had all things in common. They were together and had all things in common. And so their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Say, oh, that is where I like pa uh, most. Yes, it's good that you like it. But what of yours are you sharing? 
Yes, it's good. That people were selling their properties. So they share amongst. You also have something to share. You're always waiting for others to what? Share theirs. What are you sharing? They had all things in what? Come on. Come on! What it means is that we all know our entrance into the team. It is not because of our status, our power, our tribe. No. We all came into this by grace. We all have the same Holy Ghost. The gifts of the Holy Ghost are in all of us. Are you here with me? We share. We are brothers. We are family. We are a team together. Look at Acts 5.12. Oh no, let me, I'm, I'm not done. Look at 46. I'm not done, sorry. Let's go. So continuing daily with... Did you see that? They continued what? Daily with what? One accord in... In the... In the... And then doing what? Breaking bread from. Can you see? Breaking bread from Astor. Sharing. What they call the love feast. That we came to now decide to turn it into communion. Breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food. Did you see that? Did you see that? They were eating. They ate their food with gladness and what? Simplicity of heart. No complications. The simplicity of heart meant that what it is is that our common grace is what has brought all of us. Nobody brings in their complex. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And then look at what happens. The effect. The Lord what? Added to the church daily those who were being saved. There's nothing like it. A team can never thrive if they are not in one accord. Acts 5.12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with what? With what? One accord in the temple. One accord. Can you see how many times one accord is being used? Luke was emphatic in his report because he understood the essence the importance of that and the effect it had on the church. If you look at Ephesians 4, 
1 to 6. And then 12, 13. 12 to 13. Look at what he says. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering. Let's all go. Bearing with one another in what? Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Endeavoring to keep. This is how you explain one accord. <laughs> the unity of the spirit. You see, where each one of us inculcates in their mind, it becomes the world we live in. We are bonded by one spirit. Oh, praise God. We are bonded what? And because of that, we live in peace. With one another. Look at what he tells us. Just as you were called in what? Let everybody go. One hope mm -hmm, of your calling. Mm -hmm. One Lord. Mm -hmm. One faith. Uh -huh. One baptism. So you see the baptism is, is one. Eh? Two baptisms. One. You go, one God mm -hmm. and Father of all, who is above and through and in you. So we do everything in one accord. <laughs> That's a good one. In all. Yes. So there's nothing like. Oh, they can do it. I won't do it. You don't have that. In the local. You don't have that. Oh, as for me, dear. I can't do it. I can't do it. Though. I can't do it. No. Listen to me. Are you getting the point? Yes. So, you see, what the other person has been graced with, you have also been what? So, you rather learn from our examples so that we all walk in that word, oneness. <laughs> Nobody stands out because of a certain status. Or they come from a certain background. They are the president's daughter or son. For the where? No. Or they are the ones who have a lot of money. So no, no. It doesn't feature. It has no place. One spirit. One hope. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all.
We speak same. We think same. We act same. Our works must show same. Ah, have you forgotten Acts 17? When they saw them and how they were doing things, all of them, they saw that they were doing things like Christ. We do things together. Ephesians 4, 12 and 13. Oh, sorry. Where, do I, where did I get you? Yes, 12 and 13. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come. Say till we all come. To the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a, use the word mature, to a mature man, mm -hmm. to the measure of the stature, <laughs> the fullness of Christ. The complete work. How God expects his temple, his garden to look like. We would have finished the work in the finished work of Christ. <laughs> hmm. Sometimes, when we come and we are leading, the worship people are singing. They say, I bow my knees. And you see somebody standing. I bow my knees, then they are standing. I bow my knees, I have no I bow my knees. This, I bow my knees. You are singing, I bow my knees. And your knees. We are not even lifting them up. <laughs> I bow my knees. Is that oneness? Is that one accord? Being one accord? <laughs> Listen. Oh my God. <laughs> I rejoice. Then you see somebody's face, Tonka. You know Stonka? Stone. Ha, look at them. Imagine it. So they cut their face like what? A stool. Pastor Chris said something. 
He said, because we have the same spirit, we are vulnerable to the spirit. And so we are vulnerable one to what? Another. In the expressions of the spirit. Is joy the fruit of the Spirit? So when we say rejoice, we all rejoice. It's in your nature already. No, no, no. See, you're doing it, cry, it doesn't come. Plastic. Yield to it. It's something that when you are coming, you already, listen, you've made your mind. We are like-minded. We are together. We are one. Yes, we are one. When we, when we say we are bowing, you don't know that Jesus bows his knees when he's praying. I'll show you. So when Paul said, I bow my knees, you thought he was just saying something figuratively. No. He's bowing his knees. We bow our knees, oh. When he said, lift your hands. Can't you see in scripture, every time Jesus himself lifted us, he lifted up his hands to pray. Don't you see it in scripture? Don't you see Apostle Paul saying that we should lift up our hands in what? In prayer. First Timothy 2. So these things are not cliches. They are physical expressions of our faith in one accord. Your spirit is now instructing your body. To express what your spirit knows. You are lifting your hands. To the great I am. The savior of your soul. Your spirit knows so. Don't let your body feel reluctant to do so. And as you train yourself in that in worship. As you minister to the Lord. Now you can go out and minister as unto the Lord. You are training your body to yield. To the instructions of your spirit. You are training your body. You're training your body. Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is what? The fruit of our word. Our word. So when we are singing, what, 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 what do you stand doing? Where are the fruit? Yes. 
How did you become born again? So you spoke. And what did you say? So the fruit of your lips. I'm, I'm, I'm singing in my heart. <laughs> oh, Pastor, that's for me. I, I pray in my heart too. Yesterday I taught the kids how to pray. I've been there, so I knew their challenge. Why they are shy and they cannot be bold in prayer because they ask themselves a lot of questions. And some of you even do. People I talk to, I see them. This God, I don't see. Pastor says he's alive. Yeah. And because of that, I'm shy. I don't shout. When I'm praying, why should I shout? I don't shout. So I see somebody coming and praying in tongues. I begin to hide. The same way, when you are speaking fra fra and somebody is coming, you change. Because they don't understand you, it makes your language useless. And therefore, your language is useless because somebody doesn't understand. So stop, you stop speaking your language. Some of you, the reason why you teach your children English is not because English language is, I mean, it's a norm. That's, you know, wherever you go right now, if you want to express yourself, it's English. That's not the reason you, you are shy of your Oh, that's it. You're shy. You're shy. Because when you say come, in your language, people will like, hey, Nadine, you me. <laughs> ah. You know, can I say, listen to you very carefully? Anytime you see you, you see that God is alive. You don't see spirits. You see what they do. So anytime you see you, know that God is alive. Have you seen your spirit before? So why do you want to see God before you know God is? <laughs> have you seen your spirit before? How do you know you have a spirit? They said... Because I'm alive. I say, wow. Yes. So you have a spirit. It's your spirit that causes you to live. You know that. So God made you. So when you see yourself, know that there's God. Say, have you seen the sea? Have you seen nature? All of these things tell you that there's a maker. It's a spirit. You don't see, but you see their works. So when the devil tells you, oh, who this God Christ you're talking about? So the devil, where is he? He's also a spirit. You don't see. Listen to me very carefully. We do things together. We are one. 
do you recognize the voice of the devil? You don't recognize that of God. First Timothy 2 8. I desire therefore that the men pray everywhere. Do what do they do? Lifting up what? Lifting up what? Holy hands. Acts 20 36. Everybody go. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and did what? And prayed with all of them. Can you see? Apostle Paul was kneeling down to pray. So when we say kneel down, he said he, he's not good. Ephesians 3:14. For this cause I bow my knees unto who? The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Clear. Luke, Luke 24, verse 50. Mm-hmm. And he led them out as far as to Bethany. And he, he, and did what? Luke 22, 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone cast and kneeled down and prayed. This is an Old Testament language. You know that. Look at 1 Kings 8.22. And Solomon stood before the altar in the presence of the Lord and all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands towards where? Is that lifting up of hands? Okay. Psalm 28 verse 2. Hear the voice of my supplication when I cry unto you. When I towards thy 1 Corinthians 14.25. Go. And thus are the Secrets of his heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. It's in the New Testament though. Oh my God. Look at John 17, 1. Don't worry. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his word. So we lift up our eyes. John eleven forty one. 41. Mm-hmm. Then he took a stone away and from the place where the dead was laid and Jesus did what? What did he do? Jesus lifted up what? Hey, seriously, know this. Your body is part of the worship. Your physical expressions are important. What you are teaching yourself is you are teaching your body to yield to the instructions of the spirit. You are conscious of who you are. And you bring your body under that same realization and consciousness at every point in time. It's a training. It's a training. It's a training. It's a training. 
Spirit train you. Look at Acts 4, 24. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with what? With what? With one accord. They all lifted up their voice with one accord. When we come here and I see you standing, now I'll come to you. And you're not singing, I'll come to you, I'll ask you. So, are you in one accord? We help each other in the congregation of the righteous to bring our consciousness on who we are. I want you to look through scripture from Genesis. You will never see any place where it is encouraged that one be secluded. Anytime you see that, it is either punished, spoken against, because it will divide the team. It will destroy the team. And you see the end of those people. Look at Acts 5, 41. Let's all go. And they... From the presence of the council. Mm -hmm. They were doing what? They were all what? Watch why they were rejoicing. You have not seen that one. Look at it carefully. Please, look at it. Are you seeing it? Okay, what does it say? For to suffer what? Okay. When do you rejoice? Even when you are, Jesse, things are going well, I say rejoice, cry, you don't. How much more when things, shame, they are suffering shame for the gospel. And they are what? Rejoice. It tells you their, their mentality. The rejoicing is from the spirit. So their body doesn't dictate persecution. Their body doesn't like it. Their body doesn't enjoy persecution. Do you know that? Yeah, their body hates it. Their body doesn't like persecution. Maybe if you start talking about Paul and their lashes, they are giving him, you feel it in your body already when they have not lashed you. So your body will say, Charlie, in LA, no. So it must come from what? Your spirit. Now dictating to your body. You don't like it. You may be in conflict. The body may be in conflict. But the spirit overrides the body. It's an exercise. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. It's an exercise. It's an exercise. They were counted worthy 
to suffer shame for his name. If I, if I call you to order right now amongst the people, hey, Pastor Ale, you are suffering shame. As for Pastor yeah. then you call me names. This one cries, not their pastor, unbelievers. Persecuting them, and they are rejoicing. Not one, two, they were all. Hey, we are privileged to suffer for the master. You, when we even give you something to do, that is something that is worthy, cry, you are complaining. Not you. Say, I have shifted. Say it like you mean it. Let me finish here. Look at Luke 10, 21. Everybody go. In that hour, what happened? Glory. Oh, glory. Jesus rejoiced. He rejoiced, so we rejoice. Joy overflows. You can't bottle joy. You can't put it in a bottle. Upon his resurrection, what happened? Luke 24, 52 and 53. Let's all read. Go. And they worshipped him. Mm -hmm. And returned to Jerusalem. Ah, yeah. And they were. Can you see how they did it together? So we are to do it. You cannot have an issue with a brother. Neither can you have an issue with a sister. We solve our issues as soon as possible and we live in one accord. God is working in me and through me for you. And God is working in me and through me, uh, through him for me. God works in us and through us for one another. The one you are angry with and the one you don't want to talk to is the one that the, a message will be released for you. And because your pride is leading you, when God speaks, you will say, uh, it's not true. I've realized something. When you are crossing the street and a madman He's mad. But because of the job interview you passed, you have lost your mind. And the madman tells you a car is coming. Say he's a madman. <laughs> and stand there. And see how the car will have mercy on you. Are you here with me? Yes, 
Listen to me. Be nice with everyone. Be kind to everyone. Amongst us, there's no enemy. We are all brothers and what? Sisters. We are a family. Let's do everything together. Could, do you know that some people say that, ah, because they have lifted my hands, me, I won't lift my hands. Because he's so at loggerheads with that person, just that that person has lifted their hands, they won't lift their hands. <laughs> hey, is that person that's leading prayer? <laughs> Me, I won't pray. And then what happens to our prayer? Won't go. <laughs> You're allowing the devil to fool you. To take you out. Hey, are you here with me? Be instructed. And do say. Praise God. Have you learned something today? So from today, I want all of us Rise to your feet. Yeah. So like we said, rise to your feet. We see everybody rising. We do it together. Everybody. Okay. When you do it, and we all do it together, and maybe one of the days, you are not in a position to do, we know that it is something. Are you getting, that's the way, the spirit, it must be, listen to me, togetherness must be your common place. Say, it's my common place. place. I will not be noted as the one who is always the odd one, no, no. No. Say, I yield. Say, I yield. We submit one to Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Carry Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Carry Center International, living heaven on earth.